It's a film with three brains. 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 This morning you fall and you can't get off the floor. That's your hips, Alvin. And you're going to have to use a walker now to get around. No walker. I love a lightning storm. Oh, me too, Dad. Uncle Al, I had a, a stroke. Rose, darling, I'm going to go back on the road. And I, I've got to make this trip on my own. I've got to go see Lyle. I know you understand. Alvin, you're going to get blown off the right off the road. That's what I'm afraid. Mount Zion, Wisconsin? Why didn't you just take your car? I don't have a driver's license. That's 60 more miles of hills. That's across the Mississippi. having a little engine trouble. <laughs> you know, uh, I'd be happy to drive you the rest of the way to Mount Zion. I still want to finish this the way I started. And this trip is a hard swallow for my pride. I just hope I'm not too late. You've got two brothers that haven't spoken in 10 years. I want to make peace. I want to sit with him, look up at the stars, like we used to do so long ago. A brother's a brother. Hello, and welcome to the film with three brains. I am Sean in Chicago. I am Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. In San Francisco. Did you hear Sir Echo? <laughs> yes, we might have some technical difficulties here. Yeah. Or, or just stop hitting your mic with your hands. It's showmanship. <laughs> showmanship. Yes. I'm known for that. Yes. Um, well, we're going to talk about a movie that doesn't have any showmanship, really. Um, it's called The Straight Story, 1999. It's a movie directed by David Lynch. But not written by him, unlike his other movies. Um, and it stars Richard Farnsworth, and it is based on a true story, and it's released by Disney. Uh, and I believe it's the only the second movie that we've ever done that has a G rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was Secret of Nim, which actually seems like it should have been PG, but... Um, but yeah, this is um this is a weird weird pick because it's just kind of a different. Thing. And uh, the 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 thing that really caught my attention was <laughs> uh, David Lynch's description of it being his most experimental film. <laughs> well, I guess that, I guess that's, that really proves everything's relative, I suppose. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He's like, experimenting in straightforwardness. Yeah, normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I hadn't seen it since it came out, and. Um, I always thought it was good and I watched it again and, uh, I'd say it's, I still say it's a pretty, pretty good movie. I, I still, uh, liked it, liked it for the same reasons I imagine. Um, anybody had seen, has anybody seen it since 1999-ish? No, I saw it when it came out and I really liked it a lot and I don't think I ever saw it again. Ditto. Ditto. Okay. And, uh, any thoughts jump off the uh, top of your head right away? Uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Like, I, I remember really liking it, but I, I still really liked it a lot. Like, after it was over, I thought, well, that's like the best movie I've watched in quite some time. Nice. And, and it, you know, a large part of it is just sort of the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just sort of a character study. And, but mostly it's just Richard Farnsworth's performance is so, is so goddamn outstanding. Mm -hmm. like he doesn't say a lot, but his eyes are so fucking expressive. He's just so good. I can't believe he didn't win an Oscar for it. Yeah. He I can't believe he lost nominated? to Kevin Spacey. 
Oh, really? Yeah, for American Beauty. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a bummer. Which was fine. That movie's fine. And he was good in it, but it's still like way overrated. Yeah. And, and just it, in terms of pure performance, Richard Farnsworth was the best performance of that year. Yeah. Maybe of any year in in five previous and five after. I mean, it was so good. He was so good. It just blew me away. Wow. And I, I, I mean, I mean, wow. I mean part of it is that he was dying when he made it. That's cr- that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give a quick, quick synopsis. It's just um, a man named Alvin Strait who is estranged from his brother. And as his health fails, he decides he has to patch things up with his brother who lives uh, across Iowa into Wisconsin, which is, he was like in Western Iowa. Anyway, he drives his lawnmower and a trailer, uh, 250 to 300 miles, something like that. And, you know, going like five miles an hour and has a, a journey to f- see his brother. So that's, that's, I mean, there's more to it than that, but that's the, the idea. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't believe that he either had one, one, one place said he had bone cancer and someone else said he had mis- metastasized prostate cancer but whatever it was yeah, he was that's... being treatment you know he had his hip surgery and stuff and had a special yeah. seat made for him for mm-hmm. this and and he like he could he couldn't walk in the, the character couldn't walk in the movie yeah. because he couldn't walk yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it wasn't method acting it was just commitment to the to the role and, yeah. and i think i think it said that he just appreciated elvin Strait's actual story in his life and and yeah. i think that made him want to do this um, but yeah, geez, what the hell? I mean, you know, it, it could be, you, I'm just speculating here, but it could be that, um, Richard Farnsworth was getting toward, am I saying his name right? Richard Farnsworth. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, it was toward the end of his life and he probably was thinking about, you know, his, his leaving his mark and, and, uh, yeah. and I'd say he, he definitely did that. I mean, to my mind, the only thing I, you know, that he comes, he comes to mind when I think of the natural because yeah. he's. He's funny in that. And he has some, in misery, you know, I think of. Yeah. Um, is he the neighbor that helps out and stuff? Or? The sheriff. He was a sheriff. sheriff, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't end up too well, I imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's has a starring role in a movie called The Gray Fox. Or it could be just Gray Fox. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> the only reason I know of it be- is because it's the movie we used to tease my dad about because <laughs> if we would get the natural, we would like when we were going to the movie store and renting the, the tapes, we would get the natural, you know, on repeat. Like we, if we couldn't find anything else, we just get the natural. And, and then we sort of, okay, we, we run that into the ground. Then, it, then he, <laughs> I think because he really liked Richard Farnsworth in the natural, I, he, we, he said, Oh, great Fox. It's got this guy in it. And yeah. so, so I think I was the only one that actually finished gray Fox with my dad and everyone else was like, yeah, I don't know about this movie. I don't know if he's a train robber or something. He just, it's not this, I'll tell you that it's, it, I'm sure he's good in it, but, but anyway, that's a, that's my experience with him. But the, yeah, I think this is, this is one to really define, his, you know, it's it's a one you can hang your head on as an actor, I would imagine. Yeah, certainly. And Sissy Spacek is good. I don't. I yeah, don't. Yeah, she's think, great. I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, he. So, in, I mean, it's pretty true to life. Although there are, some, you know, there's some differences, um, pretty minor differences. Like, you know, there was actually, I think, just one tractor instead of two tractors, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, like toward the end when he he kind of runs, it looks like he's broken down and he's only like a mile or two away from yeah. his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that did happen, but I think there was a, a, the tractor actually pushed him the rest of the way. Yeah. So some of those things that were changed were, were done for, for, you know, aesthetic reasons or, you know, like, I, I don't think they, you know, I, I don't like movies that are based on true stories that, that just, just go crazy with the idea, you know, or yeah. just have to add so much stuff to make it, mm-hmm. to jazz it up. And, Especially like this, because I mean, it's you know, it's not, it's obviously not jazzy or flashy in any way, but, but yeah, it's 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 so it's so solid, like in yeah. in like a minimum minimum. Um, I don't want to say effort, but like the max, the effect of it is 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 much bigger than the the sort of smallness of the the mm-hmm. small quiet nature of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. I don't know. And I think it was it was really smart of David Lynch to just sort of like 
just kind of like set his camera up and let Richard Farnsworth do his thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like nothing fancy, no director intrusion, you know, he, he's never like overtly putting his mark on it or anything. He's just kind of like, I'm just going to let this guy do his thing because he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I can think of that he did was, I mean, of course he did overhead shots and lots of, you know, landscape mm-hmm. thing, things, but like he did like a little zoom when there was the, the car accident with a deer. Yeah. And it was just so we didn't have to see, you know, you don't have to film an actual car hitting a deer. Right, just right. Cut, cut to, okay, what happened? And, yeah. I like that woman's performance too, her brief scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, it, I was thinking about afterwards in terms of like, I was thinking about things I didn't like about it and it's, there's almost nothing. There's, there's only, there's only really two things and one's actually just a question, but one is, uh, Angelo, uh, Badalamenti's score. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good except the beginning, except the opening credits. It was so Twin Peaks, I couldn't stop thinking about it. it you know? I, I thought maybe that was intentional. You think so? Because if you if you watch the credits, mm-hmm. it comes back after, like, it's not the very end, like, the credits after about a minute, um, it comes back around to the, the hmm. Bottlementi stuff. Hmm. And I was like, oh, it kind of bookends it, you know, because yeah. it starts on that with the stars, and then it comes back to that at the end. Mm-hmm. And it really is out of place. Like, the rest of the music is, is really suited to yeah. the you know, agrarian landscape and all that shit. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it does. It just like, you're like, Oh, Twin Peaks. You just, but it almost made me think that it could be intentional. Like there's, there's gotta be a few people in the theater, you know, um, that were like, wait, waiting for a da- David Lynch movie to happen. And maybe this was a subtle way of transitioning. Like, okay, you, this is what you remember. And then now we're going to tell this, this straight story. And then, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm reaching probably, but but I I thought the same thing. Like, oh, that's Twin Peaks, and then as soon as that went away, I'm like, okay, now now I yeah now I now I see how this is working. Yeah. Well, what was the other thing? Uh, the other thing was I. It was more like a question, I suppose, and I was curious, and maybe I'm just not looking at it right, but um, there's that scene where Richard Farnsworth is talking about his daughter who was a good mother who had four children. And then he said there was a fire and because she is the way she is, everyone assumed somehow she was responsible and she lost her kids, which mm-hmm. is, you know, heartbreaking. And she, you know, he, he says how she pines for her, the kids every day. And I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, Sissy SpaceX, like what? 55 years old in this movie. Or, yeah. it, you know, the character, it's gotta yeah, be like around 50, sense. 50, 55, somewhere in there. I mean, her kids would be adults by now you would think, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, would you, I, I, so here's the question. What happens when you lose your kids? <laughs> Do you, yeah. are you cut off from them? Like you can't see them. And then when they're adults, what happens? Can you see them? Like, would they want to like, I see, I don't, I, I'm like, then why, why does she, I was just, I just kept thinking she would think she might have some relationship with her children. They make it right. sound like they were all dead, which they're not. They say that they just say they were taken away. Mm-hmm. I know that was just something I was like I, I I was thinking about far too long after he said it and I was like and then I was like all right, all right I gotta get that out of my head <laughs> not not germane doesn't matter I was just curious I suppose yeah I think it, instead of the word pines it should have been like regrets because I thought the same thing too it's like wait a second how old are these kids yeah um, and you are still you know it's given a visitation rights or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I get to say my two things. <laughs> um, so, so the two things that to me, I was like, okay, his face of bewilderment when the bicyclists are coming by, like it just seemed to go on way too long. <laughs> like he'd never seen a bicycle before. <laughs> like, and don't get me wrong. You did a great job acting, but I was just like, What's the big deal? It's a bunch of guys on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, scratching myself there. like, and, and then how the tractor breaks down at the end, I was like, wait a second. The pedal's not working, and it backfires. And then I'm like, it's like got three problems at once, and then it yeah. just starts back up and goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think you, I think you're spot on there, because as I just said, that that's not what happened in reality. But, right. but then, you know, like, if... They can't do the broken down tractor thing again, you know. I I thought right. it was just 
well, I mean, again, it was, it's what kind of happened, but the feeling of him breaking down just before the end is like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, and then he has a brief conversation with the guy in a tractor and he's like, start it up. Like he could have, you know, said it was flooded or something, something, I don't know what, what else you could say, but I, I like the uh, subtle way that he takes the antlers and puts them on his trailer. Um, you know, after eating the deer, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's good. That's, I was like, they, sh- they could have shown him cleaning it or something, but, um, there's another part element of the movie that I like that, that is just more of a personal thing is that, is it, you know, this guy is, is, is a generation that now is pretty much gone. Um, and as far as, you know, having someone who tells World War II stories, um, or, and just also the, uh, you know, the stoicism of that generation, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that, you know, that goes with it. I mean, it's very... It's uh, also very Midwestern, too. Oh, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, So that was the thing, is that seeing it, having moved out of the Midwest, you know, 23 years ago, um, and not spending too much time back there, made me really remember what it's like to be in the Midwest and the people and the people, you know, and for me, because that's when I was roughly when this movie came out was when I was last there. It just mm-hmm. seemed like, yeah, me too. This, it's like, nothing's changed. It's like, Oh yeah, yeah that's that. That's what <laughs> I imagine when I think of being back in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and for, then, for our listeners who don't are ardent listeners, all three of us grew up in Wisconsin and this story takes place on the road from Iowa to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. And kind of the middle of nowhere, which is yeah. where we were. Um, the middle of nowhere is really large because we were right <laughs> yeah. next to Iowa. Yes. It's it's larger than most people conceive. Um, so yeah, that and then just just you know for you know I love you know for for years I've been taking care of people and and, and doing a lot of awake procedures and that that generation of the people who tell those stories and have lived that life is it's you know it's gone it's it's been replaced by the people who you know uh, for where i live now we're you know here for the summer of love and mm-hmm. and protests in vietnam and all that it's the it's taken a big step forward so this was it was cool to to see that um and you know way back when i first watched the movie didn't appreciate you know the the post-traumatic stress and, and what it mm-hmm. would mean and how it affects someone their, their whole life. Whereas now I'm like, I, I realize like, you know, those two, two veterans sitting in the bar talking to each other is, you know, it's uh, here we're watching them at the end of their life and they're still talking about regrets when they were 20 years old, you know, it's, mm. yeah. And, and, and that's kind of the, one of the magic parts of the movie. Cause it's not just about a guy, who's riding a lawnmower it's like you're getting <clears throat> somehow you're getting even though you're, this guy spends the entire movie pretty much on a lawnmower you're getting a glimpse into his entire life yeah so yeah in a really kind of masterful way there's nothing ham-handed about it at all nothing feels forced or anything yeah so. yeah when he when they were in that bar and he he said you know he was he was in world war ii and and you know, that's when he gave up the bottle, something like that. And then he says, I can, you know, I can spot him right away. I can spot somebody right away. It's been through that or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the guy says his spiel about, you know, a firebomb and all this stuff and losing his buddies in war. And it, it, it was weird because I thought, I thought, oh, wait, did he, did he miss something or was it just supposed to be, that's supposed to be acknowledgement that he, he could, he felt like, a kindred spirit with this guy kind of thing. Well, you just sensed it. I don't know. I, I wasn't, it, it doesn't really matter because the effect of the scene is just what Sam just went through is, you know, the mm-hmm. nostalgia and the, the way that they, with the way they still think about it. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> talking in circles again. No, I wasn't, it was something I wanted to get to, but it's gone. <laughs> The moment's gone. gone. Move on, John. Maybe it'll maybe it'll come up again. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted to also mention that while I was sort of, you know, um, 
gushing over Richard Farnsworth's performance, uh, I feel like um, Harry Dean Stanton's scene should be like studied in acting classes <laughs> in terms of, you know, especially the, the adage that there's no small roles, only small actors. Yeah. Because he has a tiny role and holy God, like <laughs> just his one line, did you drive here in that? And Richard Farnsworth says, yes, I did. And then the look on his face as he sort of absorbs that information and, and realizes what's happened and what's going on is, is incredible. Yeah. yeah. All without saying a word. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And then his eye gets kind of glassy, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's just it's fantastic. It's yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, we've done Harry Dean Stanton in our movies, I think five times now. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> He's in a lot of movies. <laughs> we so, seem to just, you know, carpet bomb all of his, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I count, I don't know if you want to go through them or not, but there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. yeah. Like there's big, big parts like Repo Man. And then there's like, I don't know. What was the, the very first one? Oh yeah. The Missouri Breaks. I guess he has a lot of, yeah, a lot to do in that one. I don't know. But he is, he's very active. Paris, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We have hit him a few times. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't done Alien yet. No. Right. So. <laughs> We're gonna keep doing them. Oh yeah, we saw them in straight time too. <laughs> straight time, thank you. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I I thought of another minor criticism. Minor. Go for it. And it was so when the scene happened, all I kept thinking from that scene on is why are Chris Farley's brothers in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I found it pretty distracting. Like I liked the scene. I thought it was it was well done. They were fine. Like I get it. You know, there's some metaphorical shit going on there. Yeah. Uh, but as it, I looked it up because I was curious. I'm like, there's got to be a reason. Why, what are they doing in this movie? And it turns out the the, the guy, uh, Jay Roach, who wrote it with Mary Sweeney, um, the uh, Farley family are old family friends of his. He, like, grew up with oh, them. Oh, that's cool. And so they were shooting not far from where the Farley family's from. Where John Roche is from, he's from Wisconsin, he lives in Madison. Even now he has a production company in Madison, and they weren't that far. And so, you know, he basically asked them to be in it. That's cool. Well, it would have been weirder, though, if Chris Farley had been in it, because I read yeah. that he was supposed to be in it. I don't know if that's true. That was on the, the, oh, movies, yeah? the IMDb trip. What year did he die? Must have been right around that, run 99, because uh, I it was 97, I think. I think it was 97. Yeah. And this was filming in '98, so yeah. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't realize they were both his brothers because one I think looks like him a lot, and one. Yeah, as one much. looks more, but yeah. December 1977. 77. Is that the year? I mean, '97. Sorry, <laughs> December. <laughs> he died okay. before he was born. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happens a lot. <laughs> Yeah, you're right though. I mean, it, it's the the point of the scene obviously is more about him, uh, Richard Farnsworth or Alvin Strait telling them yeah. to to you know mm-hmm. cherish each other, kind of thing or whatever. But yeah, well, also you know haggling over price of stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's fun too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it reminded me of the the scene in. Um, True Grit, where she's she's hmm. uh, haggling with the guy over the horse mm-hmm. and the saddle and everything. Yeah, which is a good thing to me. I I really like I really like True Grit, especially yeah. the remake. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's well received. Yeah, Mary Sweeney should get a lot of the credit, if not. Well, I mean, she's the main writer, I believe. You, with you, you just said John Roach, and I don't know. It just says co-wrote, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they wrote it together. Yeah, but yeah, the way the way that they distribute the story throughout, so that even you know the last stop before he gets there is the you know he goes to a bar and and asks for directions and stuff, and he's still spitting out bits of useful information. And it didn't, and, and I think the key is that it didn't seem forced. It didn't seem like, yeah. oh, well, we got one more nugget to unravel. No, it just right. seemed like a natural conversation you would have, you know, or like yeah. he would, he would uh, have to repeat himself sometimes about 
why you know he's got the tra- the tractor or the the lawnmower I should say mm-hmm. and you know ha- you know can't his eyes aren't good and stuff and but yeah just none of it seemed um forced and and it, it just was so <laughs> I don't want to say down to earth but I mean I, yeah the the language the way the the way the people are the way the way that they I mean you know it's a it looks a little desolate but yeah that's in a town of like you know twelve hundred people, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty empty. Yeah, like Lauren's the the first you know where he leaves from, mm-hmm. which is the actual place he lived in. Yeah, I believe they shot, and they know they shot in a couple places that were. They shot along the. I believe they shot in all the lo- like along the the course he took exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. that's where they shot, and they shot in chronological order. And it's they ran cool. and they ran into people and talked to people who had been there when when um the real Alvin straight had done it and they were like, Oh yeah, I remember when Alvin drove through blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. There were people that didn't really didn't know <laughs> they, you know what? Well, I shouldn't, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of something I read and I, I'm, you know, there was people that were sort of extras, but they were paid like $62 or something. And <laughs> there were people that were, that were given a check for like $1 or something. <laughs> and didn't bother cashing the check. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or like the the fire the the fire scene was the actual like Claremont Fire Department that helped mm-hmm. out with that. Yeah. Um, that was a little little different in real life apparently. That because that scene I don't know, I don't want to say it bothers me, but it it confused me because I thought why wait does brakes go out and then he said oh I must have broken a belt. He did actually break break a belt, but it was because he ran over a fire hose on the on the road. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Which kind of makes it seemed like, oh, that, that's why they're being so helpful, you know, because they, right? Yeah, minor, minor details doesn't doesn't really change anything, but yeah. But yeah, it's it weird. looks like he's going a million miles an hour when he's. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Sam? Oh, it's just interesting what little things get changed and what don't to what the what the director thinks the audience might need or want, like. What's the yeah. deal about running over a hose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah, is I, also one of those things, though, that if you're watching, you'd be like, why in the world would it break down if it ran over a hose? Yeah, yeah, you might. But yeah. it did. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, hose, a hose full of high-pressure water might be... We, You know, we think of like a garden hose, but I think this is, what, five inches of water or something? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Which doesn't stop me. Um, no, there was. I read an article from like a Iowa newspaper, and um, shoot, I don't have it. But it was just, it was really interesting the, the way that people described it, and and like, um, I think the oh the the people that he stays with the the real nice couple and the guy that's real nice to him, the I think they left town. And it said like they went to see a six, a six horse hitch or something like that, <laughs> like something very farmy in Iowa. Mm. Um, reason to leave, and then they came back and he was still there. So it was less, you know, that was a little. There's a little license there of like how they're, you know, how, I mean, he was not, not un. It wasn't in, he was invited to stay. It's just that I don't think it was as clear, um, you know, <laughs> how long he'd be there and. And the social security check, I think that that happened, I think, um, because somewhere he runs out of money in real life. And it just sort of, they sort of put that together with the the lawnmower breaking down, which kind of makes it all fit. Again, these are not nitpicks. I'm just, just pointing out that there's some slight differences, but yeah, none of it really changes the, the feel of the whole movie. I mean, none of it, like, it just feels so organic and yeah. I wish I remembered if I knew I I mean I knew it was based on a true story but you really don't think of it as I don't know. I just I, yeah, it just seems so freaking real. I don't I can't yeah, can't get over it. They should have put a, a couple of photos in the credits of the real guy. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. I imagine he <laughs> He looks similar. I wonder if he if he wore a cowboy hat or if he had more of like a mesh trucker hat. 
No, I just <laughs> I just looked up an image of him, and uh, he's definitely wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, that's cool. There you go. Yeah. He also looks a bit more wrinkly than Richard Farnsworth. A little bit. And he's got a big old beard. Hmm. Yeah, I mean the sissy SpaceX stuff is really important because it gives it gives some some um tension to like him leaving. Yeah. Cause I think maybe he was on his own in real life, but again, that you know having her and ha- having a special relationship with her, with his daughter mm-hmm. makes the whole thing like oh wow this is well he nuts, did you know? he, i don't know if he lived with her but alvin Strait did have a daughter an adult daughter with a some sort of oh that is true yeah some sort okay. of disability some sort of mental disability or what uh, i you know whatever that I couldn't was find anything on that i just know that he had seven kids two daughters yeah well that's good so that was that wasn't just creative license that's a real real thing yep and i also i'm curious and i'm curious about the nature of their disagreement he's you know he explains that mm-hmm. to like oh you know can able stories old as the bible blah 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 but then again i think that's kind of the point is that doesn't like what explanation could there be that's not what we want to dwell on we don't want to say right oh we you know he hurt my feelings or we had a falling out for this specific reason or this, this family member, it's like, no, it doesn't matter. That's what he's real. That's why he's doing this is he realized that it doesn't matter. Right. Well, also by not giving a name to it, it makes it have broader appeal to anybody who has a sibling that they've ever gotten in a fight with. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> yeah. I'd say if I had any nitpicks, one would be, Although I do really like the deer scene with the woman going crazy and I like, and you feel for her and she's like, I love deer, you know, the whole thing. Uh, but I mean, they do make a thing called a deer whistle that you can put on the, the grill of your <laughs> grill of your car. Um, Cause my parents have hit several deer in their travels around <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> this is how I know about this, but that's, so, that's not. So just, do they have a deer whistle? They do. I don't know if they have it on all their vehicles. Doesn't but... sound like it works. Yeah, right? Right. No, they, it was learned behavior. You know, they, yeah. they, it's not preventative. <laughs> they, <laughs> they got almost as frustrated, frustrated as that woman <laughs> after hitting deer. <laughs> no, very, that's very small tidbit. But I think the, the I don't know, the, um, I think it's the bit about, I don't know, I, I've, I've lost it again. Um, couldn't have been that important if I can't remember it. Hmm. I like the part uh, <laughs> when he's before he leaves and he's in the in the hardware store and he's asking for the grabber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the guys. <laughs> Those guys, the whole crew, it's so perfect. <laughs> like if you're not if you've never been to the Midwest, you've never planned on going, like you got to watch that just to be like, yep, that's ex- that like that just captures it in a nutshell. Yeah. He's complaining. It's like, oh, it's taking oh, like a month to get another one. And he's got yeah. two of them. Right. And he looks at it like it's so cherished. Just everything. You know, you could just see this battle going on in his head like, oh, but he's, you know, my friend yeah. and he wants it and this and that. And yeah. And then right. Everything. And then the guy is like, what do you need the, a grabber for, Alvin? <laughs> He's like, grabbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might be my favorite scene. That's yeah, it's a good one. Uh, just going back to the deer scene for a moment, I have a tangent. Um, the looks on people's faces, and when I lived in Brooklyn, when this would come up every once in a great while, when I'd explain to them what deer shining was, was, uh, was, always, was always pretty funny. <laughs> like no one, no, no one in New York knows what deer shining is, and even when you explain it, they're like, "What? What? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What do you, you do? It? Why? What? What is it? <laughs> explain it again, huh? But why? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's right up there with cow tipping. Well, that's not a real thing. I mean, is it? No. 
I mean, I, is I think we just saw it in one of the in Heather's that it, that, that they were. <laughs> yeah, it's cow tipping there. It's cow tipping in Tommy Boy. I mean, it's not a it's not like a thing. Obviously, we didn't do it, but that doesn't mean it wasn't done. I mean, I don't think it's done. <laughs> I don't think it's ever. It's not. How could? Why would a cow let you tip it over? They don't because sleep it's standing sleep. up. They do. They, they, they no, can. They don't. They can. They, they can. Well, maybe they can, but I don't, don't think all. they do as a matter of habit. No, I don't think it's is. Like, you imagine them all just soundly sleeping, but no, they do. They do lie down. <laughs> how would how 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 many men would it take to tip over a cow anyway? Not many. <laughs> if you put your it shoulder like between the belly pounds. and the hock, in it, it's a belly option too. On two. <laughs> <laughs> it's horse shit. <laughs> Yeah. I, okay. That's. It's not. It's not important that you explain cow tipping to people that are not from the Midwest. Because <laughs> that more. It's just more of a stereotype. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not a real thing. I don't believe it. It's impossible. What? They would I mean, move. It should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not super smart animals, though. I mean, still. <laughs> I really, I also don't think one person could tip over a cow, even if they just stood there like a dumb, dumb sack of shit and just stood there and was like, okay, tip me over. I don't think one person could. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia says scientific studies have been conducted to determine if cow tipping is theoretically possible, possible with varying conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> so as a practice, that it's horseshit. Yes, I would agree with that as, as a, as an actual thing that, People in the Midwest do that's yeah, horseshit. Yeah, but I think people like here. But how do I live? Probably someone must believe it's it. <laughs> like believe it is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better to to dispel the the myth than to, to glamorize it. <laughs> um, any, anything else like that that you? I mean, there's not a whole lot in the movie that there was some there was some oh, just really subtle like words. They use that. That yeah, that stuck with me. I wish I could. I should have written yeah. some down. I thought the I thought the dialogue was really fantastically written. It's really good. Yeah, just really yeah, just like so so real and and, and just kind of perfect. You know. Yeah. I feel like it really captured the way people pe- speak in the Midwest, and it's it's um, you know you know it's cl- it's like it's uh what's the word I'm looking at? you know it's it's. There's, a lot, there's brevity to the way people express themselves in the Midwest. You know, yeah. there mm-hmm. there's an efficiency. And the way people talk, you know, they don't waste their breath. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I mean, every time I text my mom a question, I get back yes or no. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I send her like a 30 line text asking a dozen questions and I'll get yes, no, yes. And That's efficient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No nonsense. <laughs> yeah, no, no wasted uh, energy there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Not Maybe she, was... she thinks she pays for per word for text. Yeah, <laughs> not that she doesn't live in the Midwest anymore, anyway. But, but <laughs> she lived there a long time. But yeah, the, the the dialogue was fantastic. It was great. Yeah, um, I was just looking at the 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 Academy Awards for the films that came out in '99, and I, I mentioned Kevin Spacey won for American Beauty. The other actors nominated. Um, Russell Crowe in The Insider, who was excellent. I mean, he was fantastic in The Insider. I thought he was better in that than just about anything else he's ever done. I don't even remember it. No, it's really good. It's a Michael Mann movie about a corporate whistleblower. It's really good. And then Sean Penn in Sweet and Lowdown, which I've never seen, and and Denzel Washington in The Hurricane, which is sort of Oscar bait, you know. Yeah. Sort of low-hanging fruit there. Um, but he also, did, he, also a true story, although much yeah. embellished. <clears throat> although I, I would say his, I've seen uh, Sean Penn in, in Sweet and Low Down, and it's he's good, but yeah, not doesn't hold a candle to Denzel. Yeah, and oh, actually, the Insider's a true story too. So Insider, Straight Story, and Hurricane are all true stories. Huh. That's interesting. Um, but like, I I, I I think it was a crime that Harry Dean Stanton wasn't nominated for Best Sporting Actor, even though he only had <laughs> one short scene, but. <laughs> It's like two um, lines. <laughs> Michael Caine won that for Cider House Rules. Yeah, well, again, he I mean, that. it's a it's a good movie. He's good in it. Um, Tom Cruise is nominated for Magnolia, which is probably his best performance. 
Like yeah. Michael Clark Duncan for the Green Mile. I don't know. Like I like him and I like that movie, but I felt like I don't know. It was it was fine. Jude Law and a talented Mr. Ripley, and then Haley Joel Osment in the Sixth Sense. Hmm. But the straight story wasn't nominated for any other Oscars, just Richard Farnsworth. But yeah. I, I, which I find a little odd. I'm surprised. I'm, I, I was surprised it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, because because I mean, all the other Best Pictures are basically the you know it's American Beauty, Cider House Rules, Green Mile, The Insider, and The Sixth Sense. Did it, American Beauty win Best Picture? Yeah, it did. It did. Okay. Yeah, San Mendes won director. Uh, so, wow. So it got director. Picture. Alan Ball won for the screenplay. Um, Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Cleaned up. Yeah. It's kind of it's a little Forrest Gumpian, I think, in terms of winning awards that maybe it didn't necessarily deserve. Oh, I get you. Okay. That was the year hmm. Hillary, Hillary Swank won Best Actress for Boys Don't Cry. Cry. But like even Sissy Spacek for I would have. Um, yeah, I'd thought say she best supporting actress. She was she was so good. Yeah, you know she's excellent. And and I mean Angelina Jolie won for Girl Interrupted. I mean she was good. Tony Collette was nominated for Sixth Sense. She's great. Catherine Keener's great for being John Malkovich. Samantha Morton in Sweet and Lowdown, which again I didn't see. And then Chloe Sevigny in Boys Don't Cry. All good. Mm-hmm. All good. But man, Sissy Spacek was so good. I just can't get over that Harry Dean Stanton must have traveled a long way. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, he obviously likes working. He's in a ton of movies, but like <laughs> if they said, well, you, you know, what's my, you know, what's my role? And then they tell him and he's like, oh, well, this is one scene. Like you think it'd be not even worth this time to go, come all the way that way and get in makeup and stuff like that. But, but I agree. I think, I think he seals the deal. He like, you know, it's like an alley-oop of acting right there. Just the way. They, yeah. Yeah. The, and yeah. for a movie like this, I feel like a lot, a lot hinges on the ending it does you know, you're, you're building up to this moment and it has to be perfect for the film to really succeed and it was it was absolutely yeah. perfect yeah, that's a good point yeah. when i was watching and i think I... and i think that's a tribute to david lynch too because he could have i mean he's the director you know, no matter how it's yeah. written he could have handled it a lot of different ways yeah and the way he handled it i thought was perfect sorry yeah, Sean, because he well i mean, um I'm not sure. I can't keep checking my <laughs> thoughts today. Um, no, I just, I just, it's crazy. Um, boy, I don't know. <laughs> All right. We have too many you, thoughts at once. Your review of the Academy Awards made it, you know, I'm looking at this list of all the different categories and, and things that were nominated, and I realized, like, boy, almost none of these movies are on my list of things to review. Yeah. And part of me wonders, like, is that true for other years? Or is this year just one where I'm just like, yeah, I guess that was good, but whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. This one, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking through the list, too, and I'm like, yeah, uh, looking through the, the nominees and winners for that year. And I'm like, yeah, no, none of them are on mine either. I would say being John Malkovich might be the closest. Uh, it's mm. on mine. That's but the, it's, that's, that's the one. We did Election, which was on mine. Yeah. Oh, right, Election, too. But otherwise, these, these movies, for the most part, they feel like, of course, they were nominated for Oscars. You know, like, they're they're not... They're, they're above average, but they're not, like, fantastic, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like... It's like the best people doing what they do. You know, it's like Sam Mendes. Oh, well, of course, he's a good director, so whatever. Wait, wait, but was he, he gets his breakout yeah it was yeah it was can't (laughs) well i mean i'm not saying like it's um he had built something before this i just mean like you know russell crowe at the time i don't you know i feel like his career has taken a slight downturn as of late in the last few years but at the time you know he's getting all the best scripts you know tom cruise is getting all the best scripts jude law is getting all the best scripts you know um so you know, of course, you know, they make good movies. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I, it, you know, there's, there's like that category of Oscar winner. That's like, yes, that was a good movie. It was well-made, but it's not like blowing anyone away. You know, there's nothing about any of these movies. I find nearly as impressive as Richard Farnsworth's performance in the straight story. You know, no one else's mm-hmm. performance in any of those. Russell Crowe's was close in the insider. It was really good. 
I don't know. There's just there's some movies that win awards. You're like, well, of course it won awards. It has a pedigree to win awards. You know, it was supposed to win awards. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was it, like its only reason for existing is to win awards. <laughs> Which is why the straight story winning anything is so great because no one probably thought they were going to win a shit. You know, just yeah, I, yeah. I read a, I read a thing about how um, they found out they got into Cannes and it was this huge deal because you know John Roach had never really done anything. He you know he was he had a small production company in Madison. You know, mostly shooting commercials and stuff. And you know, and so that you know everyone freaked out because they got into Cannes. And, and mm. you know, no one expected anything because you know. And anyway, whatever. I'm ranting. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I well, think you like the underdogs. Sure. I, I just like things that are truly like. special. And yeah, but you it, know, it, some of these some some movies that win awards are not really that special. They're just well. They're just well done. You know, someone did their right. job right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that warrants an award necessarily. Right, but it almost sounds like you're. It almost sounds like you're saying, "Well, these people are good at what they do, so they're doing their job right. So it's harder for them to really impress you." Maybe, you maybe. know, like, or maybe like, it's just that they're doing things that are expected. It's like it's part of the reason I don't like Ron Howard. You know, mm-hmm. his his movies all seem the same to me. He's like a he's a solid director making decent movies for the most part. But he never takes any chances. You know, he's never like, I feel like he's never uh, getting out of his comfort zone. He's just kind of, and that's fine. He's well entitled to the hell he wants. It's his, it's his career. Do whatever you want. That's fine. But I'm not going to like lose my mind over his movies that are just good. Right. You know? Right. Whereas David Lynch has done so, so many bizarre outlandish movies that sure bizarre for him is doing this yeah i mean it's also it's part of the reason i really don't like west anderson very much anymore you know like right. i can only i only take so much of the same thing he had his formula same with woody allen like eh. yeah yeah that, that too just well try, you'll be happy to know that so. wes anderson has a new movie coming out right yeah <laughs> i don't remember the last one his i saw it's this one has everyone in it. <laughs> yeah, he just I'm added up it, everybody from all his other movies and said, "All right, I'm finally <laughs> putting you all together in one." Well, I think Bill Murray's not in it because he got COVID right before they when he was oh, they were supposed yeah. to start filming his part, so he dropped out. Um, and they put Steve uh, Carell in. Hmm. Um, anyway, uh, I bet you it'll be symmetrical. Yeah. <laughs> well I, th- I remember what i was going to say it was a, it's, yeah. when you talked about the ending and how perfect it was and i couldn't help but you know watching the movie i was like how does this end and how does he get back and stuff like that but when it ended i didn't i didn't go oh how did he get back or you know what happens after or how long did he live or i mean you, you're kind of curious but but for the movie like it's such a like satisfying finish mm-hmm you know, and then back to the stars and that, that I, yeah, I just thought, oh, that's, that's the only way you can end that movie. I mean, it, yeah, you know, in real life, he apparently get his nephew, Dane straight to drive him back to Iowa in his pickup truck, hmm. which is like, you know, a factoid that's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's so mundane. It's like, oh, well, that kind of ruins it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we don't need to know that. Also, we don't need to know that he has any family that's interested in helping him. We know that he's refused help along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's refu- refused food, refused... Uh, he refused a ride from that one guy. Yeah. Um, so, I think, you know, it was the the journey... The journey was, was very important. I think that's true to the real story, too, is that I think him doing this, you know, was his, his little mission that he felt was so important that he, you know, he put everything else on hold and he suffered a lot of bad weather probably and bad you know aching back and sleeping in the sleeping in the rough as they say Mm -hmm. well look there's a million people out there who've gotten a ride from other people to go see family 
And they're right. not going to make a movie about that. Right, right. No, they're going to make a movie about the guy who is so... If he had stopped at a hotel, we'd be like, oh, great. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the whole thing. You're like, oh, this guy's so perfectly stereotypic, you know, stubborn, older, Midwestern guy. Yeah. I mean, like... <clears throat> All right. I remember, I had, you're, this, is, this is when I was a medical student. And... You know, I saw this guy who had this horrible rectal problem, and and I was like, "What? I mean, what? How long ago did this? What happened? When did this happen?" He's like, "It happened three days ago." I'm like, three days ago? How have you been sitting?" He's like, "I haven't." I'm like, "Well, why didn't you come in three days ago then?" (laughs) He's like, "Well, if I'd have come in three days ago, no one would have finished the plowing." And I know what you're going to tell me to do. You're going to tell me I need surgery and I can't plow, you know, can't sit on my tractor. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and that was it. Like, that's this guy, you know, like, yeah. like, yeah. you know, and you'd be like, well, you know, couldn't you find someone else to do it? Couldn't you find, you know, whatever. But no, right. it's the same mentality. Like, it's not meant to be perfectly understood you know but if he grew up there you're like yeah i know that guy yeah you know i've seen his type yeah in the movie the doctor doesn't even find him he's like you know no surgery no no walker he's like all right two canes you know he's like come on work with me here (laughs) (laughs) he wouldn't even do blood work right i mean he was like uh, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like what was the point of going to the doctor right right (laughs) why do you go you're gonna just ignore and refuse everything (laughs) <laughs> yeah. anyway what are we and doing next wait wait one thing uh just like sort of an epilogue on the life and times of richard farnsworth he died a year after this movie came out because he committed suicide because his cancer was so painful he basically couldn't take it anymore he was on his ranch in new mexico or something shotgun yeah yeah, yeah that's real upbringing Way to, way to bring joy to the review. <laughs> End on a high note. <laughs> but he did. I think he did get to see the hoopla for it, right? Sure. Which is, I, I thought that was important. I was like, okay, did he at least get to see, you know, the award shows and stuff? And he he was so like his character. He I don't think he cares that much about that stuff. And and Alvin Strait didn't like. He didn't want to go on talk shows, and he didn't he. You know, they were offering him free riding mowers, and he, he didn't like any of that stuff. And it was just mm-hmm. so perfect. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Doesn't want any hoopla, doesn't want any little fuss. Probably doesn't understand why it's a movie, even. <laughs> yeah. And, the, yeah, the um, the Oscars uh, came, came out before he died, a couple months before he died. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. I don't know if he was there, but he uh, was... Still kicking. All right. Well, if you were doing epilogues, then the, the other, he actually tried to do the Alvin Strait, the real person, tried to do another trip to Sun Valley, Idaho, <laughs> but had to turn back because of cold weather. <laughs> yeah. So, so it must have sparked something. I mean, he's like, oh, I'll try this again. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll <laughs> make another movie. <laughs> the straighter story. <laughs> the short story. <laughs> oh, too cold. Let's turn around. <laughs> Yeah. So what are we doing next? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the opposite direction of the straight story. Hmm. Well, that's weird because I said I was going the opposite way of face off. So you're I feel doing like you something achieved, like... you achieved that, Sean, I think. Oh, thank you. I thought so too. I thought it was like <laughs> the exact opposite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now I'm curious what the opposite of the opposite is. Are you going to pick face off again? <laughs> I knew you'd guess it. <laughs> Our first repeat pick. Yeah. <laughs> or no, it's not. You're not going to pick. You're going to take. You're going to pick Con Air, right? <laughs> yeah. It's more of a uh, going literally uh, the opposite. Literally? Like why is, it a, is it a movie with crooked in the title? Um, no, the other way to go opposite from straight. Uh, is it a story about homosexuals? Yes. Oh, look oh. at that. 
Okay. Is it the birdcage? From the from the same year. Oh. Oh no, know. the birdcage is a what a great movie though. Yeah. That's that's on my list somewhere. That is fun. But I did not pick it. But also it, it's a it's a comedy from the same year. Is it uh, not, Priscilla, not... Queen of the Desert, or Tu Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> Super close. Mm. It does have RuPaul in it as a as a part. Really? Huh? Yeah. Oh. And we're having a guest come on for this one. Oh, so my, my friend Riley picked this movie because he said we did not have enough gay movies. Oh, this is true. Yes. I guess that is true. Yep. Underrepresented. Yeah. Um, 99 RuPaul. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I had not seen this one. I had uh, seen the other two you just mentioned. Um, at least I'm pretty sure I saw both. I was thinking My Private Idaho, but that's not fun. It has a nope. RuPaul, and it's not 99. No. This one's <laughs> Natasha Lyonne. Oh. Natasha Lyonne. Michelle Williams is in it in a bit part, too. Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, wait wait a minute. I'm drawing Michelle Williams is in uh, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not it. That's later. That's 2000-something. I got nothing. Are we going to get it or not? Re- I, 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 feel like I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm under-knowledgeable of Natasha Leone films from that era. I can't even... All right. It's But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this movie. I remember the the actual like seeing the box. I don't remember seeing it because we were we were discussing movies and and he had put out the the Julie Newmar thing, um, and I was like, oh yeah, we should do that. He's like, no. He's like, I want to go a little more. I don't know. I think he said like campier, you know, mm-hmm. a little. Um, anyway. Yeah, so that's what we're doing next. Hmm. We'll have a guest next time. Great. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. I, I have very almost no memory of it, though. So right. I don't think I've seen it. And I don't see where you can see it. Anyone see? <laughs> stop saying I'm um, looking it up right now. Thanks. All right, it is on Prime Video. Yeah. It is also on Hoopla. That's a thing. Tubi, Plex, Pluto TV for free. Plex for free. Tubi's for free. Canopy, never heard of it, in the Criterion channel, which nobody subscribes to. Holy cow. That's comprehensive right there. That was, yeah. yeah. That, that almost sounded like the, the, you know, the disclaimers in a drug commercial or something. <laughs> the fair balance, yeah. It's like, okay, it's on Tubi, free. It's on Pluto TV, free. And may cause anal leakage. Yes. <laughs> you suffer from medium to with severe comedy withdrawal all right all right well this has been our best review yet oh yeah clearly straight up (laughs) i think this is the movie you like the most of all the movies we've reviewed so far pretty pretty dang strong reaction yeah i was i didn't i yeah i mean i wasn't expecting anyone to be like ah it's too boring you know like but but it was but it's subtle and i mean i'm not saying you don't this is not for little kids. It's a slow movie. Well, it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a Cohen you type know. movie typically. Nope. No. I was actually I was that, wondering when as I was hitting play, I'm like, am I going to fall asleep? Is this boring? Is this going to be boring? Because <laughs> I didn't remember it that well. Yeah. I just remember I liked it, and I was pleasantly surprised that I was not bored one single second of it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of space in between, but it it doesn't it seem all seems appropriate, you know? Yeah. I wonder if we grew up in, if you grew up in New York City, if you'd like it. Hmm. Like, I wonder how much of this is, is there like a nostalgia or an understanding factor? Sure. Like, is there, you know, a, a location? Are there, are, do all of these elements come into play to, to make this work more for the three of us? Or, or could we... It doesn't question. hurt, but I, I feel like there's got to be some similarities with all rural towns, you know, and the people like upstate mm-hmm. New York's got to have some places like this. And, you know, so everybody's got to have na- some my neighbor, My neighbor grew up in Manhattan. I, I, maybe I'll ask him next time I talk to him. Just a, a quick straw poll there. 
All right, yeah, an N of one would make it would pretty much seal the deal. Yeah. That's as much research as I need. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, um, a single anecdotal bit of evidence. <laughs> that's all I need. So I hang my it, hat on like that. Proof. <laughs> Have you seen it? Do you like it? Would you would you recommend it? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> all right, that's enough of me, Buff. I'm out. All right. Until Thank next time. Thank you for listening, all. Damn it! I didn't mean to say all. No all. Nobody says all. Did you mean y'all? No, because that's a southern thing. We don't say y'all around here either. True. Hey, y'all come back now. You hear it? No, same same thing. Southern. <laughs> what the hell? What kind of? What's our? What's our like? Catch you later. Or, huh. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Somebody cut off my mic. <laughs> that's the fun with your See y'all later. <laughs>